This is According to Callus. This is going to be a bonus episode 186 on a Wednesday. We're going to do a little thing on logical fallacies. You see, one of my favorite elected officials here um, likes to use a lot of them in his argumentation. As I just did, I an appeal to ridicule. No, that wouldn't be the case. Yes, that's called sarcasm. And when you use sarcasm, it is an appeal to ridicule. As I'm reading the definition, I must say. So, the interesting thing is, every argument that I have seen as of late is laden with logical fallacies. And yes, I am exaggerating just a little bit here. But we're going to go with a Passover on the formal fallacies because while they're probably there, those are no fun. We're going to go right into what they are. We're going to go with ad hominem. That's basically where you attack the person rather than their argument and you call them names and uh, basically uh, demean them without actually dealing with the issue at hand. Oh, you can do with an appeal to authority. I'm an elected official. I know what's best. You can go with the argumentum ad populum. Basically, I'm going to appeal to the masses because everybody's doing it. So therefore, you must go along with it, right? Appealing to the people. Yep. Never seen that before. Again, I'm doing mine. (laughs) Oh, argument from repetition. I say it enough times, you'll maybe believe me. Or bandwagon, perhaps. Well, Everybody's doing it. You need to do it too. Everybody loves me, so you must love me too. And then there's perhaps the burden of proof. I've made a statement. Now you're going to have to disprove me. That's not the way it works. When you make a claim, you're supposed to prove out your claim, not make somebody else disprove you. Although I will say that on occasion, I've run across that in more than a few different people that try that one. Then there's the furtive fallacy, whereas they uh, basically make stuff up and want to change the outcome because of a malfeasance. Now, this is actually more often employed by scientists and historians, according to this definition. But when you're laying down an argument and you give the wrong information from the get go, uh, I'd say that's probably pretty close. Then there's the genetic fallacy. Well, that person is a no good person. Uh, So, therefore, you can't because you have no good ideas, right? I guess it's not all that uncommon from the um, ad hominem, actually. Uh, Then there is, uh, let me see here. (laughs) There's the kettle logic, which I guess... I haven't really seen that a whole lot of. Then there's a false dilemma, right? You support me or you're evil. You're part of that little crazy clique. We've never heard that before, right? Then, of course, there's loaded questions. Yeah. Then my personal favorite is the no true Scotsman, right? Uh, That's a purity of ideal. They only use it in reverse, right? Well, you don't get to claim what this is. Because we're going to claim what this is. Yeah, again. And then 
Oh, I guess the straw man is another personal favorite. The thing is, everybody does it all the time. I just demonstrated my own use of sarcasm several times for fun, but I also employ that often because honestly, people give bad arguments all the time. And sometimes it's just necessary to dismiss them. But when you're trying to have a discussion, when you're trying to have a debate, when you're trying to have a forum, you need something more than that. And it's really sloppy when people who purport to be leaders who have elected seats, they are attacking the very people that they're supposed to be working for. Now, I will be honest, some of those people do go out and look for it. They do bring it upon themselves. But we're supposed to want better. We're supposed to want more out of the people that we elect to office. But we have to also be respectful to them. So when we fail, we're opening the door to allow them to do what they do. We should have a higher standard for them, but it's really hard to hold them to that standard when we ourselves are not willing to be held to that standard. Now, I will admit that uh, from time to time, I may have used names, usually in a private conversation uh, on various individuals, not just the one or two people that I may have referenced in the past. But again, in a private conversation, when you are not particularly happy with the person, that's not an uncommon approach, but you're not making an argument. You're, you're not, quote, discussing something. The sad fact is that almost all debates in almost all forums delve into nothing more than bad arguments. Indeed, I was at a forum uh, put on by my party, and not only were there uh, ad hominem attacks, there was an appeal to authority (laughs) by an attorney, no less, who ought to be able to do better than that, in my opinion. So, look... It is important that we hold ourselves up and that we do a good job. And it's also the challenge to each and every one of us to articulate our arguments and know where we stand and why we stand there rather than, well, I oppose this because this person is for it. Or I oppose this because my friend opposes it. I mean, well, that's maybe a decent reason. That's not an argument that anybody's going to be convinced of. That's basically the bandwagon, right? I I personally don't care. I would just say that we need to get ourselves in a better position. We need to get our own game up to speed, if you will. And then we can demand that. Of those that say they're there to represent us. We can demand that of our opponents. But if we're not willing to do that and police our own, that leaves us in a bad situation. That that doesn't exactly give us the leg to stand on, if you will. Now, there are one, there's one of these logical fallacies, which I know what it is. And... I got to say, 
that I've used it and I will defend using it. And that's the slippery slope. So if something were to happen, then something else will happen. There is demonstrable proof of that many, many times. Let me give you a case in point. So back about the time that I was at UNT, the U.S. Supreme Court decided that dudes could marry dudes and women's could wear, women could marry women's women. Wow, I don't know why that's such a challenge. Same-sex couples were going to get the playhouse with the state's authority and blessing. And we were assured that's where it was going to stop. There'd never be anything more. Now, I naturally assumed that it would be plural marriages would be next, right? And, and there, there is a little bit of that. Uh, most interestingly enough, coming out of Utah, <laughs> but they're not the only place. So I just for whatever it's worth, and that wasn't supposed to be a slam. It's just a slight humorous aside. But the really strange thing is now they're pushing for pedophilia and it's everywhere. And we're just supposed to go along with this. We're supposed to be okay with it. Now, look, I'm very familiar with the uh, liberty arguments, right? Two adults, they want to do something. As long as they're not, quote unquote, hurt anybody else, you you just let them do their thing, right? I I get it. I I respect the argument, even though I see it's fraught with danger. But when you deal with something where you're bringing children into it, then you got to start dealing with the idea of age of consent. I mean, I remember at one point there were laws in the books that said 15 was old enough to make those decisions. I remember in the Middle Ages in my history textbooks, they were saying uh, once they hit puberty, they were old enough. That's kind of gross if you ask me. I mean, there was maybe even a prophet that had a nine-year-old or an 11-year-old. I don't remember off the top of my head, but, you know, we're not allowed to talk about that in Western culture. These are the things that we're going to have to deal with. And this is part of the slippery slope. We can pretend it's not real. We can say that just because A happens doesn't necessarily mean B is going to happen. But when there's a general progression and you can see it, the slippery slope is an adequate way to describe how things are going to play out. So while that is a logical fallacy and it is a common fallacy on top of that, it does hold water. Just because B follows A doesn't mean C follows B. Yeah, probably not. But more often than not, that is the uh, case that we've been observing, right? (sighs) Not every example is true. But I just felt I'd throw that out there. I mean, after all, it is my show. This is According to Callus. And that's something that's just kind of weighing on me is the uh, bad argumentation out of people that are elected or wanting to be elected to represent us. And they don't seem to be able to explain themselves well. Or if they do, they attack their opponent without actually putting down an adequate defense of their own ideas. And ideas matter. Ideas is what should drive every election. Unfortunately, it's usually personality. Well, friends, this is a nice, short, quick bonus episode on logical fallacies. 
And for your own information, you should look it up. And there are a couple of uh, nice little books that are easily available via Amazon, if you can deal with that. One of them is called The Art of Argument. One of my daughters got this when she was in high school. It's quite interesting. Uh, Very uh, fun read. It's easy and it gives good explanations of things. And if we had a better grasp at what was going on, perhaps then we could better decide which person or individual is the best to represent us long-term. With that, my friends, this is According to Callus. I will see you on the other side. And thank you for dropping by this little bonus episode of 186. Bye.